it's time to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, 5-Hour Energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com. It's time to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, five-hour energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com. Sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave, David, and Connor. Dave Stevens, David Sterling, Connor Ennis. I'm Tony Perbonanzi. We are coming to you today from a brewery, guys. Yay! We are at Alloy Brewing in Coon Rapids. We're back out in the public. Uh, Feels good to be back here. It does. I mean, very good. I'm. Thank you to Alloy for letting us come out. They yeah. have their yeah. social distancing things going on. We had to make a reservation. You know, there's only a time limit. You know, they're all wearing masks. They've got their things up. They've got everything kind of situated out here. But it is fantastic to be back here drinking beers from an actual tap. Yes. Uh, well, we had yeah, and we had the conversation before we started. This is my first time sitting in a restaurant, brewery, bar, mm. period, since, you know, March uh, yeah. 14th, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. <clears throat> it's the first time. Yeah, yeah this, this awesome. is my first time since we were at, uh, was that, that was Inbound? Or Insight? It was Insight. Uh, Insight. Uh, Insight. Yep. Yeah. Over, so, yeah. I, I literally haven't been anywhere since then. I was at yeah. uh, Boondocks in Otsego a couple weeks ago, and they had their patio open. And that was nice, but it was outdoors. So I this is been your first indoor. indoor yeah, 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 it's actually yeah. it's my. I haven't been on a patio yet either, other than yeah. Serling's uh, deck. Yeah, uh, yeah, two weeks ago. So yeah. it's nice. It is fantastic to be out here. Um, they, before we talk about our beers here, guys, today is the, is their third anniversary of yes. this place opening. Yeah, it is. And unfortunately, because of COVID, they couldn't do a big party. Right. So they got us out here instead. Right. Much. Yeah. 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 Which. <laughs> It's probably a bad choice. Yeah, well, uh, but it's a third anniversary. Again, great brewery. Uh, Dave is not here. To, he's actually doing oh, that's the. That's too bad. Yeah, he's closing tonight. That's what they told me. So he couldn't be on the podcast. But we'll hit him up again when things get a little more yeah. normal, as they say. Yeah. Um, but uh, this place is great. Three years they've been here. I think they're going to be here for a lot longer. And I think so too. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And you know, I think. Uh, this is the most fitting place that we could be for our first one back. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. You know, totally, they, they've totally been great. Alloys, fantastic brewery. They're 
Let alone the fact that we had our fantastic DOS. We had our fiftieth show here too. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, yeah it seems very like a special place. Seems like a lifetime ago, but that was back in January, January twenty sixth. Yep. We did our yeah. uh, or just just about did our fiftieth, and so this is our fourth time overall recording as a podcast yeah. here. So I hate right. to I hate to say it, but I almost think that Alloway is kind of our home brewery. It's shifting that yeah. way. I, it'd be it cool is. to think of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of our home brewery. So if we have, you know. We have issues with getting somewhere. We can always come back here, you know, like yeah. like this right now. This is the first place we kind of thought of coming back out to do a show, you know, with COVID kind of dwindling in Minnesota and things opening back up. This is the first place we thought of to come back out to, so. Exactly. Here we are. And we are enjoying their delicious beers. Uh, and they've got a couple of new ones, which we're trying. Uh, David, you got one of the new ones that they have. Yeah, so I got the uh, the bourbon cream ale. What happened, bourbon creaming? Yes, and it, it's delicious. Mm. I don't even know how to describe it other than that. It's it's a cream ale, like you'd expect, and I love cream ales. But the the bourbon, it's it's they aged it with in oak staves, right? Yep. So it adds just this vanilla sweetness to it. It's incredible. Yeah. It's really good. It's a little um, high in alcohol. Uh, yeah, it is at, at uh, 7.2. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. For being the first beer of the day, it was a little... Yeah. But it's our first time out of a brewery for a while, so right. yeah. make it happen. Uh, Dave, what'd you get? I um, I should start by saying I, I might have to try that one later just because um, I... Well, first of all, I got a pint of my favorite beer in the maybe in the region, let alone alloy. It's yeah. the corrugated cream. So you're talking yeah. about the bourbon cream. I've always, since day one, the first day I came here, the corrugated cream really struck out to me. So really stuck out to me, I should say, not struck out. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I love that. But I did, I did to keep with the theme of their new beers and coming back out. I actually got one of their one of their beers from their sour series, their which is called Laser Lips, and I ended up getting the pomegranate. So yeah, it's it's great. It's got it's really tart got a sweet taste to it and it just sticks out they say they put in 100 pounds of pomegranate into the uh, batch so oh yeah it really stands out but yeah so it's kind of refreshing it's not too heavy it's 4.9 percent so good just a little taster to get me started uh connor what'd you get so i went uh, with a little bit more of a classic choice for alloy and uh went with the earth shake ipa yeah. uh it's uh part of their milkshake series and it's packed with mosaic calista and citra hops um, and I've always loved uh, this IPA ever ever since I first started coming here. It's incredible. Like I'm not really a big milkshake IPA fan, but it's this one's really good. Um, but I also would like to say that I think I want to try yours a little later. I'm, I usually don't stray from IPAs, but I think I want to try that bourbon cream ale a little a little uh, later. I, I'm. I'm working on this one pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was say, we can get our own. We don't need to taste out of your glass no taste, necessarily. No ta- right. Hey, it's no tastings. Yeah. Um, I also went with the uh, pomegranate laser lips because I'm a sour fan, and it is uh, fantastic. I love sours, and this is hits a spot right there. I also picked up one of the Earthshake or is it Earthshake? Yeah, Earthshake IPAs for uh, a little bit later after know with the pomegranate. So. I'm just excited to have a draft beer, boys. I, just, I know, and yeah. you know, and nothing against canned beers, mm-hmm. but just being able to watch it come out of the tap, yeah, mm-hmm. and then 
taste it like that, it, it's yeah. just different. Yeah, yeah you, for, you, you forget what you know. You, you kind of forget what we were missing here, and uh, yeah, this is, yeah, this is absolutely. No, and I should say, this is one of the places you know most of the breweries that we visit and around the area have you know are available for curbside takeout. They yep. still are. Right. This mm-hmm. is one of the places that I visited over the uh, quarantine period and picked up. Uh, of course, I picked up the corrugated cream and the uh, one of our favorites as well. The is it cherry lime wit? Yeah, the wit. Oh, yeah, oh, they man. still have that on oh, tap, so yes. that might be one to try later oh. as well. Um, like I said before on this podcast, places are opening back up now, but they're still available for takeout and pick up growlers and crawlers and what have you. So if you don't want to go in and sit or sit on the patio, go out to these places and support them. You know, yeah. they're trying to open back up. Before we get into soccer talk, I want to mention that uh, Nell Simpson is here. He uh, he came out today. He's our only guest, you know, kind of person in the crowd today. Well, yes, it, it's true. hard to get a big group out here, you know, w- right. given the current well, restrictions, yeah. but it is yeah. nice that we have Nels. He was here for our 50th back in January yeah, as well, so that's cool. So I think Nels are coming out. He couldn't get John out here, though. I, I have a feeling that would be difficult for him right now. Oh, yeah, that's right, the uh, the surgery. Surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Although he is on house party, I see it popped up. So he is really. We could oh, we could wow. we could get him on the house party. Bring him in. <laughs> we could put it right here. We could put it right at the end of the table here. That's true. Have Let's set him up. Party. And... Yeah, have a house party. I think I get a little bit crazy though with him, but and he's drugged up. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to deal with it. So let's get to soccer. Uh, before we get into the MLB, uh, ML, MLB, MLS yeah. welcome back tournament. Sorry. Um, Let's talk about Ike Opara, guys, because with everything we talked about two weeks ago with uh, the protests and things of that nature, um, MLS has come out, and they're doing a Black Players Coalition, the first one ever. Right. And our boy Ike Opara is uh, on the board of directors, I believe, for this uh, Black Players Coalition, which will be interesting because I think uh, a lot of change can come out of this. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of discussions about what things in MLS they can do differently, what's working, what's not working. And my guess is of all the major sports uh, leagues out there, I think this MLS uh, Black Players Coalition will have the most say in what happens. I think MLS will be agreeable to a lot of things they're going to say. I, I think so, too. Um, the league has gotten better and better at listening to I mean really it's players, it's fans social change uh, you know something about soccer has always seemed to be especially in the United States it's, it's much more forward thinking yes. progressive than most other sports yeah. and, and, um, may, and maybe and as far as like supporters groups are certainly that way it seems but we I kind of we touched on it last time in the podcast uh the MLS as a whole is you know there is a, basically a lack of I guess I don't know it's not necessarily a lack of diversity but uh you know there's certainly a lack of uh, black players right. in the league currently it is there are yeah, yeah that being are. said I think it was Michael Parr, like you said, Tony was on the board of directors, but there are, I think there's 70 members that there started. Are 70, yeah. Over 70 so. black members, including uh, Michael Parr, uh, Kai Kamara, Jer- Jeremy Bobasi, Kendall Waston, CJ Sapong. Uh, and fun fact about um, the Black Players Coalition, they launched yesterday on Juneteenth. Yes, everybody. I should mention that. Yeah. So I think it's a, good, it's a good step for MLS to have this. Um, I'm proud that one of our own, Ike Opara, is on the board. Um, yeah. I've listened to Ike talk before. Uh, he did. Uh, Connor, you were talking about that 
roundtable they did uh, in yep. February for uh, Black History Month. Yep. I listened to that, and he he's a very, very good speaker. Comes across like he's smart. He knows a lot of things, so I'm, I'm glad you know, he's on this board. Well, you know, he's on. Uh, he has his own podcast with uh, Benny Failhaber and um, uh, Sal Zizoho as well. Yes. Uh, so he's got a lot of practice in the, the speaking. Don't promote other there. podcasts on our podcast. Oh, jeez, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, actually, I was going to bring it up, too, on, on the uh, Sound of the Loons, which is, of course, uh, the Minnesota He's United's podcast. podcast. <laughs> I don't, jeez. I, I don't, now, this is going to – I'm just saying that they actually – actually, it wasn't uh, Ike Opara, but uh, to Corey Hayes and Mason Toy were on just the other day, you know, talking about Juneteenth and, yeah. And, yeah. and that coalition as well. So it's, And, uh, like I said, I think this is a good thing for MLS uh, – I'm happy, um, and let's get some let's get some change going. Uh, so I want to see yeah, what happens. I agree. Yeah, it'll um, be it'll be good. And uh, side note: the uh, the president of the United States will not be watching soccer anymore. Uh, for his was he, was he watching <laughs> watching soccer to begin with? I don't think he was. I, I can't well, picture him being. A I'll soccer say fan. a lot of his tweets are shocking to me, obviously, and most yeah. people, and you kind of get numb to it after a while. But I mean, so it was more of a shock that. He kind of suggested that he did watch soccer, I don't than think that he, he wasn't no, going no. to watch soccer. Um, and Maybe reason, he suggested that, but he yeah. suggests a lot of things. Right. So I don't know. And the reason why he said that was because MLS came out and said, during the national anthem, we're not. You can do right, yeah. whatever you want to. It's right. a free country. We're a free league. Do what you want. And then the president came out and said, "Well, if they're going to do this. I'm not going to watch soccer." And everybody's like, right. "We don't give a shit. Right. Do what you want to do." You know? Exactly. And I don't, you know, it's one of those things where I don't care if a player kneels, stands, lies down, doesn't even show up. Yeah. And I honestly don't care if there's a fan in the stands that disagrees with whatever they do. Yeah. I mean, who cares? I mean, the greatest part about this country is we can do the things we want to do. Yeah, that's right. And if they want to do something that they feel expresses, you know, their whatever feelings towards whatever issue fantastic yeah. that's yeah. the great thing about it it is um so on to the tournament coming up guys well actually let's not talk about tournament. let's, let's go into some european soccer first oh, okay just get that out of the way right. uh, and then we'll talk about the tournament um all the leagues in europe are pretty much back now uh, all the major ones. Major are ones are back. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Premier League kicked off this past Wednesday as we yeah. record this, the seventeenth. Yeah. I think it was. So there's been a lot of TV. Uh, Premier League's been on. I think NBC Sports. Or Sport. yeah. they, they've been on there. Um, La Liga is back. La Liga Serie A is back. So yeah. all of them are pretty much back. Funny thing about La Liga was they had a uh, guy get onto the field. I didn't see that. I didn't see that either. Mm-hmm. Yes, they had they had a guy get onto the field, even though the whole stadium was closed right. off. Somehow he snuck into security by acting like a security guy. Nice. Then got in there and then ran on the field. I got to give him props for that. So, yeah, I mean, hey, that takes skill. I mean, so we're almost back to normal a little bit. I mean, no fans there, but at least there was a yeah, guy on the field. No kidding. And um, of course, with the EPL starting this week, we can't go without saying that we are. I think ultimately back when we have a gaff. Yes. Yeah. As bad as we had. We had. I don't even know how to explain the gaff that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm sure everyone knows what we're talking about, but it was Sheffield United, and, Aston Villa, uh, 
and uh, Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Aston Villa, yeah. And that was on Wednesday. In fact, I think it was, at least it was, I can't say it was the first match. It was certainly on the first day of their, you know, bringing it back. It was yeah. on Wednesday. It was the first televised match on NBC Sports yes. Network. And it was yeah. kind of a midday. And it, you know, it's it's one of those things where literally everything went wrong with this goal. Yeah. Or no yeah. goal, sorry. No goal. Um, how the fact that the referee didn't see that it was a goal. Um, how the fact that nobody reviewed it. How the fact that no form of technology even... Yeah, <laughs> told I've them. seen closer calls than that. I have but, too. Well, yeah. and I mean, they did, in the Premier League, they didn't waste any time in coming out with an apology immediately after the game. I mean, they they gave but, an apology to Sheffield. Yeah, that's it's, it's, it's not like the ball barely crossed the plane. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was it's in the. Net. It was by at least half a foot. In it, there. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it, you know, and I saw a picture on Twitter where they had, and I I don't know his name. Uh, the goalkeeper's name. Mm. Uh, they showed him saving it, and then they zoomed in on his face, mm-hmm. and you could tell he's like, "That's a goal." Whoops! Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could tell it was in a whoops. Yeah, but you know, isn't there a point where even as a player, you need to be like, "I this right, is, that this, this was is a goal." goal. Yeah, but I mean, no, I, I don't know as a player though. If they're not going to call I mean, it, then is you're going to say some level of integrity it. that you got to no. have as a professional. It, I, that's really a judgment call. Yeah. You, you do see players that make the right decision there, but then you see players that are just like, oh, just keep playing. Yeah. You know? I, I just think uh, it, it's a shame that this happened, happened because, first of all, you know, I think, you know, there's always a little bit of controversy surrounding new technologies. Uh, specific, well, I don't know if it's a new technology, but say VAR in general. Yeah. I think there's there's especially a problem in the Premier League. There was a lot of <laughs> but, yeah, groaning, they, it's you know, terrible. against the ticky tackiness of their the VAR reviews yeah. and calls, and this just adds to that whole swarm of it. Because I yeah, I think they're, they said the technology they're using. I think there's seven different cameras, and somehow, like in nine thousand matches, I think I read read yeah. or saw that yeah. this hasn't happened before. That somehow the cameras missed it. Because of the angles and where the players were at, and like you, David, you touched on, their ref obviously missed it. And then it was basically, be, you know, and then the VAR, you know, the, basically that group could have, could have, you know, said, oh, take a look at this, oh, take a look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they didn't get a flag saying, hey, check this out, yeah. they just let it go. And so it, it's, there was failure on multiple levels. And it's yeah. just bizarre because the, the keeper is literally leaning against the inside well sorry leaning against the ball which yeah. is leaning against the inside against the of the net. post exactly yeah. and he, the ball he's got all his weight on it so yeah. the ball is actually like pushed against the post for like a full second yeah it's like how could you not see this I think yeah. if this was a Sheffield United podcast we'd spend an hour and a half talking about just that yes. oh, because, yeah, can, I mean, so they came out with a point it was a 0-0 draw but they could have picked up the extra three points. couple points. Yeah. And where they're sitting at, the, there's so Premier League, unlike MLS, is in a different situation. Kind of like Bundesliga when they picked up. You know, they they only have, what, eight or nine matches left in their season. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Sheffield United sitting in sixth six spot. Yeah. Just they're two points behind Manchester United. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That so good, huh? fighting for, you know, either, you know, um, 
Which, considering it's Sheffield Champions United, that's League. pretty impressive. Yeah, Champions Sheffield League. United, they even have a game in hand of Manchester United, so they could move above them uh, yeah. to uh, to the top five. Yep, Get and a, you're talking to Europa. <clears throat> Europa League spot, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I mean, props to Sheffield, obviously. But, yeah, um, well, who would have seen that coming this Unfortunately, year? this could be something that keeps them out of those things. Exactly. Yeah. I mean... And it, no apologies are going to matter there. I mean, no. it's like... I, I just remember re- uh, listening to the, the broadcast... Or listening to the, the broadcasters, and they were both saying, this is obvious. Yeah. Like, they were talking, right. this is an obvious goal. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's... I don't know. In today's age... It's like we have so much technology that it's getting yeah. worse. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Well, and you got to, I mean, you always see whenever there is a close call like that, there's always that little diagram that appears on TV where you have a bird's eye view of the goal and you see the, the, where the ball was on the other yeah. side of the goal. And I'm just wondering, even if all the other cameras didn't pick it up, how did that one the, not? Yeah, the goal line yeah. technology, you'll see that. Um, yeah. It just, yeah, it was a complete failure on multiple levels. I think. It's so frustrating. I think I found a way around this, guys. You have everybody, when there's in the box, right? You have everybody in the stands take out their cell phones and tape what's going on. And then somebody will have an angle that actually shows it. Yeah. Right. You know? It's then true. you upload it to, like, a server where they make, like, a 360 oh, no, uh, no, no. generative. Even better, even better. Yeah. Everybody who comes in the stadium has to wear a hat with a little camera mounted GoPro. right here. GoPro, <laughs> a GoPro type yeah. of thing. And then you just have it. That's of course, strange. there are some there are probably some privacy issues with the going to the bathroom, probably. Like that, yes. But I mean, and you know, of course, and of course, like you know, in the Premier League here, they're in Sheffield United. There are no fans in the stands right now, so right. you yeah. can't get yeah. that going yet. Yeah. But good idea. Once yeah, I mean, can you yeah. imagine what the fans would have been like? Holy! Oh yeah, I think there would have been stuff thrown on the field. Oh, it would have been melee. I think there would have oh, been yeah. craziness. Yeah. Ugh. And it, you know, it's hard to say. Can you imagine if it's in the right? End of the field. <laughs> and yeah. Now, of course, I mean, you know, and I, off the top of my head, I forgot, but it, of course, it was it was in Birmingham or Aspen, it was in Aston Villa State, right. Villa, yeah. Villa yeah. Stadium, yeah. Villa yeah. Park, whatever it's called. But uh, so, fortunately, if it, if there were fans in the stands and the game was played at Sheffield, Still, but you know, I would support a riot in that instance. Well, I, yeah. I would. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those situations where it's like I would applaud Sheffield fans. Yeah. For making something out of, you know, maybe not violence. No, you don't like know. straight up violence. But I mean, you saw what happened. You know, when, getting kicked yeah. out for something like that, I would be like, I'll, I, I would pay to a GoFundMe to refund his tickets for yeah. losing his. Another great idea. If you were a fan of the stands of Sheffield, I would have everybody to sit there and not leave the stadium. Yeah. Just there you sit do there, like do that. a sit-in yeah. type of thing. Peaceful like, protesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, another, yeah, you, and you mentioned, you touched on it, David, but I completely forgot about this one. So it could it it could and will maybe have huge implications because you mentioned the Europa League in fifth spot, but I it's been so long since the Premier League was on, it's three, three months, mm-hmm. like everything else, that mm-hmm. uh, remember Manchester City is actually, they've been banned. 
So if their band oh, is upheld, that's right. If their band is upheld, yeah. that fifth spot would be a Champions League spot. Oh, so man. it could be even bigger than a Europa Euro- Euro- League's big for Yikes. Sheffield United. But yeah. Yeah. wow, I keep that's, going back to comparing that situation to that uh, that Frank Lampard goal against Germany in the World Cup like ten years oh, ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's that's the whole goal that, that put this goal goal line technology in yeah. in mm-hmm. perspective in the first place. And then this doesn't work, right? And <clears throat> you just wonder what's what's still wrong with this, right? You know? yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's Europe. Let's talk about a tournament closer to home, because we have the MLS is welcome back. Is it welcome back? It's the MLS, MLS is, is back. back. Is back. Sorry, is back. Tournament. Check your hashtags, Tony. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> is back. Welcome back. And guess what, people? Minnesota are playing in it. Yeah, we yeah. are. We it's are. amazing. Just a few weeks away. Yeah. yeah. So they did the uh, group stage picking type yep. of deal. Um, before we get to who was in our group, uh, Dave and I were talking about this. It seemed like when they were picking the group stages that um, a lot of the rivalries ended up in the same group. Yep. It so is we have weird. El Trafico. We've got... Uh, the Rocky Mountain Cup. Rocky Mountain Cup. We've got, I think, in the east, don't we have... So we have. You've got the. I don't know what it's called, but you've got the Battle of Ohio in Group E. Uh, the Hell is Real. Right? Hell, Hell, is Hell is Real. real. I should have yeah. known that. Yeah. I can't think of the top of my head. Uh, Inter Miami ended up in the same group as Orlando. And did you yeah. me- did you mention the Canada matchup in yeah. Group C? Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's Toronto would, Montreal. Basically, it's one of those situations where if you woke up this week and looked at the groups, you're like, oh, well, this isn't random at all. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Did you guys have a chance? And Connor, thanks for reminding us. I would have yeah. forgot. But I, I watched think, it. I did watch how they yeah. did it. And so yeah. it's hard to say, oh, it's rigged, but yeah. the way they did it. But could have been pre-taped. Right. It could have been. Well, mm. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but uh, in Group B, you have Seattle, Dallas, Vancouver, and San Jose. So everybody but Dallas is on the West Coast. And if uh, basically, if you switch Dallas with Portland in their group, Portland's in with Houston and El Trafico. If you switch Dallas with Portland, you've got all of Cascadia in one group, and then you've got the Texas Rivalry in the other group. Right. So yeah, yeah. It was that close. And then the group that we're in, we talked about it, it's kind of like a bubble of Midwestern <coughs> yep. teams. You've you got know. the Rocky Mountain Cup and the, the nicest rivalry in the MLS, as they right. like to call it. Yeah. So uh, the only cup that didn't happen, or derby didn't happen, was the Dylan Wolpers derby. Mm. We didn't get that. Yeah, yes, out. exactly. Oh, uh, I saw that. That was the, uh, that was the, the anniversary of that was yeah. just uh, a yeah, few days ago, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I, I think one one other thing that um, shows the randomness is that Orlando and Atlanta aren't in the same group because that would be yeah. those two teams just hate each other. Yeah, yeah, but Atlanta's in the same group with New York Red Bulls though, and those teams also hate each other. That's yeah. true. They're pretty bad, and then they're also in the same group with the Hell Is Real Derby. So you've got two different rivalries in there. So our group is, of course, us. We've got uh, Real Salt Lake. We've got KC, and we've got Colorado. Yes. Correct. Right? Um, this is the group that we wanted mm-hmm. to begin with. Going into it. Going maybe. into it. I didn't want this. Well, no, no, wait well, a minute, wait a minute. It's let's a group say, of let's, dark horses. No, let's stop. Let's back up just for a minute. So in, in the Western Conference, you had... as you trying to rein us in. Well, I, I'm just saying, <laughs> as your, let's say, top seeds, you had... Was it LAFC? LAFC, yeah. Seattle, and Real Salt Lake. And so yeah. if you started at that point and said, which of those groups do you yes. want to be in? I think I would have said Real Salt Lake. We wanted I would have Real Salt. picked hands down LAFC. Okay. 
That's true. We we because only, we've always we've always we've had actually Ripper played hand. well against Elias. Yeah. yeah. Well. And so I'm gonna just hijack the entire discussion. All right. And say this is as Connor you just pointed out the dark horse. Yeah. Every single team is a dark horse. Yeah. And it we have done terrible against every single team in our group. It doesn't matter how good they are, because yeah. none of them are really that great. <clears throat> we don't play well against them. But it's yeah. a new year. Obviously, Sporting KC is the obvious But it's not sporting a KC. Year. I mean, yeah. if you think about it. It's we a new year. We had three months off. And yeah. I, We've never had a team this good, though. Like yeah. when we, we've always, we always lost to Colorado, and we had the team that we had in 17 and 18. And, yeah. Um, and then Real Salt Lake, obviously. I mean, I remember them. They were our first win in MLS. But they, ever since then, they've had pretty much the upper hand on us. Yeah. And then Sporting Kansas City is are probably the biggest competition, I would say, yeah. in that group. And, it, you know, obviously, Sporting and Minnesota are the top two teams in the West. Yep. In the league. In the league. That's yeah. correct. That's right. Um, are you talking about... 2020 standings right yeah. now. Yeah, and then, but, and I, think, I don't have the standings. <laughs> I don't have the standings in front of me, but I think I made a clip the other day. Was I think Colorado Rapids are actually in third. Uh, they're in fourth. 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 Okay, fourth. so they're fourth at, behind Atlanta of all. Okay, so all think about teams. that. Yeah. Three of the four top teams are in our group. Yeah, and you know, I, I just I would rather be in Group F. I would. It, it's a crazy thing to say, but. You you go into every game knowing the expectations and knowing what you have to do. Even you if go into every game with Group D, you have no idea what you have to do. Yeah. You just go in with the concept of well, obviously we have to get points. Yeah, but right. and the way I, the, the, the format of this tournament is interesting because there's only you know there's three group stage matches. Yeah, yep. it's going to go quick. And now fortunately, uh, you know, 16 teams are going to advance. So you, right. you, you know, yes, the top two will automatically advance, but then they're going to go back and look at the six groups and pick the top four third place finishers. Right. Yes. So right. it's going to be really tight, and I know it's going to come down to your people are going to have to read between the lines because it's going to come down to you know the tiebreakers. Yeah. Where in this format it'd be the same as like your typical but especially in group a when you have six teams and you don't know which uh like how the point system is going to work yeah i kind of yeah and i looked at that and i kind of was scratching my head about that too having a one group with with six teams and i was like oh boy i don't know if i like that because they're they're still only playing three matches yeah Yeah. and it's i think determined by the seating i haven't gone into that much detail yet but i it, it is maybe interesting how it worked out because you got both uh, Miami and Nashville in that group. Yeah. So then, if you're one of those, maybe you look at it, and if you're say New York City FC or Orlando or Philadelphia or Chicago, the other groups and their teams in that group, you might say, "Oh, it's unfair." But at least you look at it and you have the two kind of you know expansion teams. Yeah. And side note: Nashville has been switched over to the Eastern Conference for the rest of this year. Rest of right. the season. The so they're, they're over there now. Yeah. Um, my confidence level, though, coming coming out of this group is very high. I think we're going to make it into the knockout I agree. area. I don't yeah. think we're going to, you know, I just I just don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I know David's being the pessimist. Well, here, but <laughs> I, I, I'm always a pessimist. I think, I, I think I'm in the middle. I think, and a, a lot of people probably are in the middle because you just, even if you think you have a strong team on paper, which obviously Minnesota United does, it's, 
it's a bit a lot of unknown. It's a yeah. lot of unknown, and you know, and I don't like the fact the tournament's being played in. I mean, maybe Orlando makes sense uh, based on COVID factors and other other things, but it's it's July in Orlando. It's but, hot and humid, and we know Minnesota United's history playing in hot weather in the South. Let's yeah. talk about that for a second because they're not going to be playing in games like during midday. It's all going to be morning and True. night games. Yes, that's correct. There's that. There will be five subs allowed. Yep. Right. And you're allowed to have up to 23 players. Yep. Yep. Right. So we have we have some depth on do our team. Do we have 23 yeah. players? Yes, we do. I counted it yeah. out the other day. <laughs> yeah. I you made can, sure you can, we have 23. You can go into your reserve roster. Yeah. So, to, so. We, and we have some depth on this team. Remember yeah. we talked about this coming in this year is we got some depth. Yeah. We do, yes. We did get we some do. depth. So that helped us out a little bit. And, it, I mean, there's another thing about us. That, that is beneficial, and this was brought up in the article from MLS.com um, that labeled us one of the top six. Yes. Yep. And that was that um, we know how to grind out a win. Yeah. A yep. win. Well, our um, spine is so good. Yeah. 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 And, it, and it comes down to, I mean, if you read that, that was a good article on MLS.com. I read it when you pointed it out. Um, but basically, if you just start, if you read the first paragraph of that, of that article, it basically starts by saying before it even picks the teams. I think it starts by saying, "Okay, what are the recipes for success?" You know, one depth, Tony, you mentioned, and yeah. two, like you're getting to, is de- defense. Your back mm-hmm. line, yeah. obviously, that's one of Minnesota's strong suits. We, yeah. we know this tournament's going to be sloppy, and when you yeah. come into a sloppy tournament like this, defense is going to be a key thing. And we know we have yeah. a very good, if not great. Defense. Yeah, just, yes. just look so, at yep. yeah, just yeah. that's a great point. I mean, look yeah. at the return of we talk about La Liga, Premier League, uh, yeah. Bundesliga. Those early matches, it is you know it's not some of the best soccer you'll see. It's no. a little sloppy, you, which it should be. I mean, you, yeah. it's right. first game action in months, right? So you need to you might have those counterattack situations. So if you have a good attacking you know midfield like that could be an advantage. But then at the end of the day, if you can have the back line to stop those kind of things. That's that's yeah. probably what you need. I would so, even call Minnesota's center back duo probably the best in the league. Oh yeah, Ike and Boxy are so uh, good. I, I think honestly, Ike, Boxy, and, and Tyler are that triangle. Yeah, I think it's the best. No, oh, yeah, I, I really sure. do. I don't think there's a better group. The, my what I think is going to happen is the group stage is going to be a, a, a slot fest. It's going to be a lot of crazy stuff happening. And teams with great defense are going to come out on top. Once we get into the knockout stage, you're going to see those teams start to become more deformed of what they are. Right, yeah. And then we'll see what happens after that. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I think, like, the number of draws, would three points, would three draws be enough to get you out of the... No. Into, into the knockout stage? No. I mean, even I if you're talking so. about the four best third-place teams, I just... Uh, I, I mean, and if you're old, talking about the other teams in the group, though, because if, if you have three draws, then you have to think oh, about what the points totals of the other true. teams yeah. are. That's true, that's true. Then yeah. I, think, I think four points. Four points would be enough, I think, mm-hmm. yeah. But in I, our group, I think four points. That's, will. Yeah. And that kind of leads us. That kind of, it's a good segue. Let's you know maybe predictions for Minnesota United point total coming out of the group stage in their yeah. three matches. Like you know what's a good what's a good number? I mean I don't care if you're being optimistic or pessimistic. What, I mean what's your prediction? I'm I'm gonna go right off the bat. I'm gonna say five points. I think we get two wins and a draw out of this damn thing. So so seven points. Oh seven sorry seven points. Seven. Yeah, points. Just gonna say those. Yeah. yeah. Sorry sorry sorry. <laughs> three points yeah. Oh. Uh, I think we're going to do nine. Wow. 
Jeez. Damn, the pessimist going in hot. Flipped the script here. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I again, you know, I'm one of those people that likes to balance myself. You went 180 degrees Honestly, on that I one. think <laughs> I, I'm going to go into the tournament very concerned, but I, I think the only one I'm really concerned about is sporting. Yeah. But I think we can get. I think we can get nine. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. I would be completely shocked if that, we do. But I and think before we get to you, that, before we get to you two, though, remember these points go into the regular season, right? right. Yes, and that's another thing that we so should we want to get points. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. we don't want just want to get out out of the group stage into the tourney into the knockout round. We want to get as many points right. as possible because that's going to help us out the rest of the year. The flip side of that is so does everybody else, though. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly Which right. could make for an interesting tournament. Yeah. And it's yeah. nice. You know, it's three matches. It's just like, and you know, the way that MLS decided to do this, you know, as far as these group stage points counting towards the regular season standings, considering the fact that Minnesota United started the season with two victories. On the road. On the road. Yeah. yeah. You know, that that's we're in, we're in a good position. And so, we yeah, hopefully they can take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Dave, go ahead with well, your... Well, I mean, as optimistic as Dave was, I think I'm going to be a bit more optimistic. I think they're going to find a way to get 12 points out of these three. Oh, oh, I'm not sure how, but no. Can you I'm steal just, points in this? Is there yeah. something to no, Can I'm, you get a win and a draw in the I'm same kidding. game? I'm kidding. I'm torn. I'm not as optimistic as nine points. I like that. Um, I'm, I'm definitely going to put them on the board for five. I... I Okay. I think they can get five out of it, and, and, yeah. but I'm a little. I'm tor- I was as you guys were talking. I was torn between that five and four number, you know, because I could. I was thinking, okay, there's a lot. There could be a potential loss in that against any one of those three teams. Oh, right. That's right. true. Yeah. So you can end up with zero out of one game. I definitely think there's a win there. That's three, and then a draw. You would expect. So you know, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna lean towards optimistic and say five. They will not lose a game in the tournament, but they'll get a couple draws. Connor? So this one was hard for me because I was looking at the matchups, and uh, when you look at what Minnesota does against, uh, like, how they performed in the first two games this year, who they've got on their team, who the other players have got on their team, uh, I think we're going to get a win against Real Salt Lake. I think that's our for sure win in that group. Colorado is is probably the dark horse of dark horses in that group. Because they're just—they're either a really good or really bad team. Um, I think we'll get a win against them, uh, even though they've kind of turned over a new leaf under Robin Frazier. Yeah, they um, look pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think we'll win against them. Sporting KC is the is the wild card. But I think uh, I, I'm going to lean with uh, with Sterling over there. I'm going to go with nine. Wow. I think nice. we're, I'm yes, not bro. the only drunk one. Yeah. <laughs> Sporting, Sporting KC—that's another team that I mean, they're very deep. Yeah, they've yeah. got a lot of talent on that well, roster. And, add on to that, they've signed Alan Polito to, from Liga Mekis this year, too, and that's really a big boost for Sporting Kansas City, and that's my only yeah. uh, real doubt that we can beat Sporting Kansas City, Ooh. but I think we're all right. I just, uh, just, I just glanced down at the article, and just one of the highlighted names in that article was Luis Amaria. You know, as, as pointing to one of Minnesota's strong suits, of course. So, how many goals? And He's wearing oh, the jersey. Let's go. mention Dan Sterling is wearing Amaria's so, jersey t- today. So. If we make it out of the group stage, he wins Golden Boot. Okay, there you go. So that's, I mean, that's so that's of my, course that's my. I would assume that the and these 
you know, if these points count, goals scored during the group stage should count towards, you know, they should, yeah. goals scored during the regular season in the MLS. So. Now, obviously, the season's going to be shortened. We don't know how short yet, but yeah, how many goals does he score in this tournament in three games in the group stage, let's say? Can he get I think three? he gets a goal a game. Goal game yeah. average? At least. I'm going to love it yeah. if he gets a hat trick against, like, Salt Lake or Colorado or yeah. something like that. Because, well... Yeah. Boy, it's been so long. What did he? How did he start the first two games with? How many? At least so two. Did it was he a goal a game. Uh, he almost got two against San Jose, mm-hmm. um, but I, it was he started off with two, and then um, oh yeah, so he had that penalty kick against San Jose, and it was saved. But then Robin Lud got that goal right yep. off the deflection. Yep. Mm-hmm. So a quick point. Uh, uh, going off my simulation of FIFA 20 playing yesterday. Uh, Amarillo did have three goals in the game. So wow! Right, against right. who? Who was the opponent? I don't remember, but mm-hmm. uh, it was, it was it, three it goals. Sh- it clearly shows you the potential. He there. had some really right. good yeah. uh, cross, cross into him, and he had some really good footwork. That was great. Oh yeah! Before we get out of the tournament, guys, and move on to some other stuff, let's talk about one guy on the loons that scares us a little bit going into this tournament. A guy who you think could play poorly, could. Uh, come out of the box kind of sluggish somebody on our team that you think maybe is going to play up to what they should be playing and I'm going to start it off right now guys I'm going to say a name I've always said this his name is Chase Gasper yeah, and not because not and not because yeah, he's going to play a couple not, guys in my mind, not because but. I think he's going to play poorly because I think a tournament like this with his fouling issues he's had in the past yeah, yeah. Yep. Can affect what happens on our Later defensive on, backfield, yeah. especially if he gets a you know a yellow card, especially a red card. If he does something stupid, you know he hasn't he hasn't played for three months. Yep. So True. we know how aggressive he is. So I'm a little concerned about Chase being uh, over aggressive I mean, in this tournament. I guess he's a good pick. That's and not who be, I thought uh, you were going and, for. And it's going to be sloppy. So. Yeah. And I, I I can only hope that maybe Adrian Heath has kind of seen that as a potential problem going into the tournament and worked with Chase to make sure he minimizes his fouling. Uh, obviously, he has to put his attention on the entire team, but uh, I think when you look at individual problems, that's definitely the weak link but there. As much as I think Chase is a great talent, yeah, one of his things is just being over-aggressive at times. Right. Same thing, let's go to another league totally, the NBA. Dennis Rodman, and not like Rodman and Chase are the same people, but Rodman was a great player, but there were times where he was over-aggressive and did things that were detrimental to the team. And I think Chase is that type of guy. Yeah, I, I agree with that. He's a great talent, but... Yeah. yeah. Um, I... I go with Ozzy. That's, okay. that's really? actually who I was yeah. thinking about. Um, because, yeah, because he's so important to the team. Yeah. You know, he is getting older, mm-hmm. and these weird breaks can do weird things to people. That's yeah. true. When I think, yeah. I think, and that's who I was going to go with as well, so we can keep this a little shorter, is to, and what you brought up is true, and I think there was some concern coming into the regular season because of his lack of, you know, he didn't have as much, I don't think his training was up to par. Now, granted, he's the old man of the team. He's yes. 34 years right. old. But, yeah. like, I mean, he he had to shake off a little rust, I think, going into the regular season, and now he's got to do that all over again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think if there's a guy, with that said, Tony, I agree with you about Chase. 
Um, but I think just with the break, the fact that he didn't do a full preseason, yeah. uh, the fact that he's just older, the fact that there's going to be a lot of weight on his shoulders to perform because, again, we have that triangle behind him of right. easily the best yep. in the league. Yep. There's a lot on him to perform. Yep. I can see him coming out of the gates as just being whoa. I mean, he uh, is okay. kind of the main cog in the middle there. Right. Yeah. He's with things him kind of rotate on. around, and he's kind exactly. of a pivot guy, you know, yeah. and if he's not up to speed, things break right. down pretty quick. Yeah. And you, especially with a guy like um, like Jan next to him, yeah. who pushes forward, who, who's very quick, yep. and can easily just all of a sudden vacate a space. Yes. yes. Uh, he's, I, I think he's going to be, yeah. Okay. Uh, Connor? So first of all, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to totally disagree with Ozzy there. Um, I I think that Ozzy with Ozzy's experience and with the way I've seen him play fair. during games, um, he's just he's so good at dribbling out of trouble. Okay. He's I, I think he's one of the people who's actually going to make it work for us in the tournament. Uh, I don't disagree with what you said because uh, if he if he, if if he doesn't if he comes out of this break not on top of his game, then yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say, because you're disagreeing with the entire side of this table here. Right. But, yeah. but, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think, you know, I, you know, I would like to say yeah. I just... I just picked the easy answer and yeah. said, "Oh, he's old, he's he's the oldest guy or yeah. one of the older yeah. guys on the team." And he is he, old, but he, I, I still think he's got a lot of skill in him. Yeah, well, um, he, he does and, clearly. Um, I also agree with Chase, but if I had to pick another player that I think the most pressure is going to be on, it's got it's got to be Robin Lud. Um, oh, and that's who I thought Tony was good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I didn't want to go and placate you and go into your whole you know Robin Lud thing. Yeah, he's. Um, he came out and played okay in the first two games. I'm, I'm not going to badmouth him for the first two games, but we haven't really seen a lot of sh- uh, glimmers of uh, of hope from him no. since he so, got here. And it's a yeah. shame because it, coming into this season, there. Were, I mean, I, I know there's been a lot of opposition, and clear, you know, based on his play last year, rightfully so. There's been a lot of. Uh, you know, debate and and worry about his performance and yeah. the fact that he's one of the higher paid players on the team. But right. there was a lot of optimism coming into this season because he had that whole off season. Yeah, he'd been with yep. the team, and you know whether you believe you know the head coach or the rest of his teammates, you know they they saw marketed improvement there in his game, yeah. and uh, it's it's a shame that had to be stopped. You know? So I'm gonna say, and I don't. I guess I don't necessarily not come to his defense, but he's never been a flashy guy. No, yeah, he, he's a utilitarian player. He yeah. goes out and does what he needs to do, and what he needs to do is not flashy. No, no, so he's not flashy. It's it's not. You know, I, I I've been sufficiently happy with his performance in the two games. I was sufficiently happy with his performance last year too. I mean, it, it, he's just not that type. Sometimes of you were, sometimes you were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was sufficient. It was like, okay, I get it. He's out yeah. there. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but he's he's the guy that you don't see. You don't see him score goals. You yeah. don't see him do a lot of assists. He's the he does kind of fly under the, the radar. He's the guy like two passes back. Yeah. Or he's the guy, you know, that's just kind of doing his work 
Well, he's a Finn. What? What? Is he, is he Finnish? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a Finnish. Finnish. Yeah. Finnish people aren't flashy. No. No. I'm, Scandinavians I'm part, I'm part Finnish, like. even though you can't tell. But I'm also Italian, so that's why I'm flashy. But if you look at my mom's side of the family, that's why you're none of those people are flashy people whatsoever. I mean, Nels isn't flashy. I don't know. He's, obviously, he's not Finnish. He's Norwegian. But he's, he's still Scandinavian. Right Scandinavians Scandinavians just aren't flashy people. No. They're not, they don't do flashy things. They just kind of sit back and kind of do what they're supposed to do. I mean, my it. wife's part Scandinavian. She's not flashy personality. No. No. It's just Scandinavians. Um, before we, let's just quickly, though, before we get out I'm of this. I'm not being offensive. I'm open. <laughs> before, before we get out of this, guys, this is why I brought up the whole, um, our, our uh, the people we have behind those guys up front. Yeah. You know? So if Lude goes out. We've got guys come in. Yeah, we do. We've got depth. We do. So, speaking of depth, do you, I mean, I know a lot of people are waving his flag, but do you, because of the five substitutions, because of you know the conditions, the heat, do you think we're going to be able to see some players like, say, Tommy Chacon step up and well, make, make a so. mark in these because games? Because one if thing we, we didn't mention before is that uh, when you get the five substitutions, you only get three chances sure, to sure, use those sure. five, five yeah. substitutions. So you have to put, if you want to, Use all five players, and you have to be very efficient with them. Yeah, but I think so. Maybe I, I think that'll work in Tommy Chacon's favor. I think. Before we get out of this, though, we know Adrian Heath's problems with using subs. Yes. So having five extrapolates that problem immensely. So yeah, yeah we might you, you might have to see him going against the grain or against his you know recent not, not recent hope, his entire so. trend because the one thing that you the if you haven't been watching some of the European games the one you get a little leeway in the sense that you can make you know any number of substitutions at halftime. Yes, yeah. it's true you only get three other periods but yeah. so you know you might have to as a coach say okay we're going to make some changes at halftime just for the players fitness. Right. But Adrian's been terrible about selling people in yeah. at halftime yeah. or any other yeah, time. He, he doesn't he like makes to do subs it. late. He doesn't do that. He does. Again. Yeah. So, so that's the tournament. We know uh, quickly that June, uh, July 11th will be their first game. Right. Which is a Saturday, that's which what, is good. To go to report it. He heard that from Miller. Yes. Miller told him that. Yeah, okay. We don't know who we're playing yet, but it's July 11th, so we right. know that for a fact. Um. We're going to keep on soccer a little bit. We're going to turn it, though. Soccer's coming back, guys, but MLS, or MLB, sorry. MLB is not coming back. the second time you've done that. I know, MLS. Yeah, now it's backwards. Major League Baseball is having problems coming back. And we talked about this, I think, in the podcast a while ago, is that baseball and soccer are the two sports during the summertime that you have the option to watch. Mm -hmm. Right. With potentially no baseball this year, guys, I think it's a good thing for soccer coming oh, back 100%. to the tournament, Huge. Yeah. and then whatever you're going to get a lot of fans switching over to MLS soccer. Yeah, because they're, they're going to uh, want to yeah. watch sports, and uh, without baseball, they're going to be like, "Oh, what can we watch?" And they'll watch soccer, and who knows? Right. Some of them might just get hooked. The mm-hmm. only baseball fans we won't get are Trump supporters. That's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> because they didn't watch soccer and in the do first we place. Care? I don't so. know. It is amazing to me, though, guys, that uh, soccer. Uh, NHL, uh, basketball, all signed agreements to get back in the game. Right. Mm-hmm. Baseball is the only 
place that they have and, so and many flipping issues. Because it's a shit show. And it it is at, a shit show. so, at the very least, it's probably at this point, as we sit here on what June twentieth, and it's safe to assume that uh, MLS is back before base. Even if baseball they does come back, it's going. They're going to be back before, obviously. And, and even so. if baseball comes back, their new plan is uh, fifty to sixty games. It, right. Which that's not yeah. a season, and, and that's it, not. It's, it's less than yeah, half a season. It's it's a huge. It's like a triple asterisk season. I think as yeah. from I, I mean as a baseball fan, I'd love to see the MLB come back. Um, obviously, like everybody else that's a fan, but yeah, um, it will be very interesting because if you're playing fifty or sixty games, it's a free for all, and they're going to have expanded playoffs, mm-hmm. and like a lot can happen. You know, in 60 games, like, because, you know, your team, teams like, was it uh, the Nats last year who won they the World Series? They, they started the out yeah, in the exactly first 20, right. 30 games of the season. They were awful. They, you know, they wouldn't have made it in this format. So it really throws everything up in the air. But the and point the point I want to bring up is we've seen other leagues get their shit together and get something figured right. out, get back on the yep. field, back on the court. Uh, baseball has not done that. Nope. So there's a lot of fans who are pissed off, not only yeah. the players, but the owners as well. And so I could see a lot of fans saying, well, I'm done. I mean, the strike in 94 was a big – they lost a lot of fans then. It took yeah, them forever we, to get fans back. We talked back. about how yeah. I gave up on baseball yeah, for several years. It took forever to get fans back. They don't play this year because of their their problems. Right. Will you get fans back? I don't know. Will you get a lot of fans jumping to soccer? I think so. You know, I think that they should bring back T-ball. <laughs> T-ball. <laughs> Just get rid of the pitcher. Yeah, yeah. Get an extra outfielder. Put the ball on a tee. Yep. And see what happens. You get rid of the umpires that way, too. Yeah. Yeah. You could. Yeah. You could. More social you, distancing that or way. Or you could just yes. bring back yeah. steroids. I mean, uh, that's I, true. That, that, might, that might happen. That we could do happen. both. I watched that 30 for 30 long gone summer just the other night. That, was, that, was, that yeah. was really interesting. Yeah. And that, you know, they made a point is that, you know, it, baseball was suffering for years. And I mean, mm-hmm. that. Helped it put it back on the map that's that season, the '98 season, just because there was so much excitement with yeah. those two players. But but you have there. right now you got two greedy sides yeah. fighting yeah. each other. Whereas you had, especially soccer, the players came out and said, "Hey, we're cool with not losing a little bit of money now. Just get back on the pitch." Right. Which I was like, "Fantastic!" You know, mm-hmm. whatever. So let's take a break. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna come back. We're gonna have a little. Beers. We're gonna have a little history from Connor. Right. And then we're going to talk about uh, some new rules in New York for uh, dating parentheses. Another dating one? Well, you know, we we talked about it on the last podcast. And actually, I think they listened last time because some of the things they're talking about is what Dave brought up last time. Clearly, New York is taking things to a whole new level. Yeah, they are. It's crazy. So we'll be back from uh, Alley Brewing in a couple minutes. Cherry lime wit. It's a wheat beer. Cherry lime. Enough said. This stuff is fantastic. I'm probably gonna pick up a crowler of it. 
and some crawlers and other things. I'm probably going to spend like 50 bucks here when I leave. I, I hey, probably will too. Because I love this place so much. I yeah. probably will too. Yeah. I, starting it, yeah, that's one of the crawlers I had a few weeks ago. You can't go wrong with that. It's no. pretty refreshing, especially in the summer. Uh, Connor, what'd you grab? So as uh, most everybody knows, I mainly stick to IPAs, but I branched out a little bit and went with the one that uh, Sterling had in uh, part one, the What Happened Bourbon Cream Ale. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, you weren't kidding, David. That is delicious. Right. It's so good. Yeah. Um, it's very smooth, in my opinion. It's uh, And it's not overly weedy. You know, no. It's, I, I think it's it's absolutely delicious. Uh, Dave? Yeah, and speaking of branching out, so did I. So I kind of took uh, took up Connor's uh, ship there, and I went with an IPA myself. And actually, I went with the Rivet IPA. And because I wanted to find something I haven't had here, you know, the many times we've been here, yeah. even what podcasts or not. And uh, it's their flagship IPA. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's no, not disappointing. It's delicious. And, and it's interesting, you know, they describe it as, you know, relatively light. It's definitely hoppy. The IBUs are way up, but uh, it's all packs a little punch, too, at 7.1%. Uh, David? So I uh, went opposite of Connor and went IPA. Whoa! I got the Baby Boom Double Dry Hop New England IPA. Holy jeez. Uh, so apparently it's called that because they've had a lot of babies born yes. in the last few months. Yes. Um, I, I like it. Um, it's really hoppy, but I don't know that it's actually that hoppy. It's just that I followed it. I followed the cream ale up sure, with this, so sure. it tastes really hoppy. You had like a cracker before you had it. Yeah. Get I mean, it's taste. it's it's good. It's definitely a pretty typical New England. Um, IBUs are 40. Um, alcohol, I don't remember what that was. You know. oh, 7.9. Um, Jeez. 7.9. Wow. 7. So, you know, yeah. I'm just... We've up up his ad, you know? <laughs> so it's like this side of the table, we've kind of been on the common themes, but he had to one-up me with the... Uh, yeah. It's like we haven't been here for a while. It's weird. I know. Uh, it, it's good, though. I, I'd recommend it. If you if you like New England's, I'd recommend it. Nice to know somebody's still representing IPAs, even though I abandoned ship a it, little bit. I, I just I love the fact, like, before we started this podcast, if you would have told me I had a DDH-NE IPA, I'd be like, what language are you talking? Like, I, I, I seriously wouldn't even known what you're talking about. But, uh, yeah, it's really interesting well, getting into all these craft beers. I will say this. I mean, Nels is here. Nels and I... Were like the craft beer yes. guys, and craft beers came out. Nels and I were like the guys, and you guys I was the. You, I personally was a Miller Light guy. Yeah, exactly. You like and Johnny that. were like, eh, I don't give a shit. You guys are your fancy beers. Yeah, yeah. They started doing this podcast. Now you kind oh, of gotten into it. I love it. Yeah. Even Johnny yeah. with Jenny now. I mean, she he, Johnny has gotten into craft beers. And you know, I haven't abandoned you know the macro brews oh, of, of the Millers and Coors and all that. Yeah. But I find myself if I'm going to the store knowing that okay, I want to get a. 12 pack of Miller Lite. I always find myself picking up, yep. you know, a, yep. a four pack or six pack of a craft beer, too. Mm-hmm. So, Nels, what are you having, by the way, right now? Same as you, just the raspberry. The raspberry, what happened? All right. Yeah. Awesome. Nice there little twist on it. Right. Is that good? Is it? I like it. Yeah. yeah. I like a good fruit and beer. Yeah. I bet you do. Right. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's that mean? Nothing. <laughs> right, no yeah, it's, uh, it's starting to fill up here too, and I, we started this yeah. right at their their opening at twelve o'clock. So you know we were yeah. one of the first people in here, but now it's the patio and the yeah. the, um, the tap room are starting. Yeah, to the fill parking up. lot's pre-packed. No dogs barking yet, though. 
I think the dog. I know. Yeah. yeah, certain. You know, when when breweries first started opening for patio service, they had they had to maybe have restrictions on you know guests under twenty one and pets as well. Yeah, I don't know if that's still the case. Well, here I know. Um, what's it called? Invictus. Yes, they just opened they did, it up a little. They bit more. did at first. They were saying nobody under the age of. I think it was. It might have been twenty one. I think it was, it was 18. eighteen. Okay. Yeah. And now they said, all ages. Come one, come all. Yeah. You know. Um, the other thing I should probably say is that every brewery is different mm-hmm. yep. in terms of what their reservation systems, what they've got going on. So please check their Facebook or their website before you yep. go there. Um, I know this place has reservations. On the flip side of that, I know Ayer in 10K in Anoka and Ayer in Elk River. It is show up. If there's a table open, you can sit there. Yeah. And that's that. And I, I know with, like, uh, with Lupulin, I was there a couple weeks ago. You could go in on a moment's notice and buy crowlers and growlers but you but in order to get a seat you did have to make a reservation yeah and i will say this like i at least for me you know like i said this is my first time whether we're talking patio or, or dining in this is my first time and uh i guess i don't know if other people feel this way but kind of coming into i think it was june 1st i was i felt a little bit hesitant especially with the reservation systems and the limited yeah. capacity yeah. and i mean i think the bottom line is like you made a point just check go to the website see what they're doing is go Check to Facebook. Yeah. Um, and I think a place, here's the risk. I mean, all the breweries we go to, the people are so friendly. That That yeah. is, I mean, no exception here of some of the friendliest people we know. If you showed up today and they'd be happy to serve you and help you and put you at a spot, but the risk you run is because of the limitations. If yeah. they're already at 50% capacity, yeah. there's nothing you can do. And right? it's so. all about how safe you feel, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you feel safe coming out, then come out. If you don't, then don't. Pick up a growler, a quick growler, sit in your driveway and drink, like we've been doing for the past three months. Right. Without the car it. running. Without, be yeah, a- exactly right. Um, so, I'm going to switch over to Connor. Yes. All right. Because it's history time, isn't it? And cue the intro. And now it's time for Connor Ennis and his look back in Minnesota soccer history. That intro is so cool. Like I, I, I think it sounds like the 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 intro to a murder mystery. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I did that. And it, and it, I did that because I randomly brought up the concept of doing a old timey radio show to yeah. pass the time as we didn't have soccer. Right. And yeah. of course that was a joke mostly, um, and no one really agreed with it anyway so that was a good thing that's my um, voice i mean i think if if uh covid had hit we probably would have been all in like yeah i mean yeah, yeah. I, I decided to fit the music in somewhere there you go yeah. yeah so uh we will start off uh gentlemen with and ladies who are listening with june 13th of 1978 uh unfortunately this is not a good start because in 1978 the kicks lose to the New York Cosmos, four two. Uh, which, by the way, I think that was was that the day of the record-setting crowd at the Met Stadium. Could have been Pele. Well, Pele uh, was and, uh, playing for the Cosmos, so yeah, I bet you it was. Be, and yeah. was that was that a record then at the last season of TCF Bank? Did they end up breaking that record? Yeah, they did. So. Um, it was yeah. against. Was it, it was LA over Galaxy? fifty thousand? Yeah. 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 The, oh, I mean, of course, they wouldn't have come close to breaking that record without Zatlin, but... Right. I've seen stories of the parking lot outside of Met Stadium, though, and it was freaking nuts. Yeah. But that was also the Beach Boys con- concert, right? Was it? Oh, did they... There was a concert I after think you're... Yeah, you're Could have right. been, yeah. yeah. Right. There was oh, a hook. There yeah. was a hook to get them in. 
as well. So I did not I know, know that. I don't know if it was wow. Beach Boys, but it was a concert. Oh, yeah. it was Beach Boys then, yeah, 50,000. Yeah, yeah. Beach Boys, everybody's going to see Beach Boys. But you're right about the concert afterwards, yeah. I still stay in line for a Beach Boys concert. I would too. Moving on to June 13th, 1979, the Kicks lose to the Atlanta Chiefs 5-2. to two. Uh, then we move on to June 13th, 1981. The Kicks win at the Dallas Tornado 2-1. Okay, Dallas Tornado works. It does. Yeah, it does. I think it and works. May, and maybe, like, it's a rich history, just real quick. I just wonder, like, it seems like, and I, maybe we were just talking about that, that you know, the attendance record that they set, but it seems like soccer in the United States in the late 70s, early 80s was, was a thing. It was yeah. fairly popular, yeah. but somewhere between... The mid '80s and the mid '90s before MLS started, there there was there was there a drop off. Do you want to know yeah. my theory about the whole '70s and early '80s soccer phenomenon? Mm. It's because you had a lot of people coming out of the '60s into the '70s. They wanted something new. They wanted something fresh that wasn't American per se. They wanted mm. to be in a new kind of world type of deal. Yeah. And soccer for them was kind of this new thing where everything was kind of open yeah. and free and soccer was this new thing yeah. and then we got into the 80s and of course what do the 80s do we go back to business Football. as usual and we kind of go back to the whole so you're you know, blaming Ronald Reagan I'm not blaming Reagan I was just <laughs> going there I was just going there well, you and I talked about Reagan we, I texted I'm not blaming Reagan for it I'm blaming society as a you whole got, you got back to your conservative values exactly yeah, right. so you did. Right. I'm not blaming okay. Reagan I mean I don't care I like no. Ra- I liked Reagan <laughs> I, yeah I just had to bring that up I, but I love the rich history of soccer yeah. in this oh, state yeah. Even. yeah it's great because people don't realize how rich the history is in yeah. Minnesota it goes all the way back to 1976 and <coughs> oh, excuse me um, so it has uh, yeah the, the beer got to me the beer got to me Dave's putting on his mask <laughs> Sorry for the distraction. <laughs> Sorry, these, guys. These times we can't help it. Uh, but yeah, we've had uh, like uh, Tony Sana played for yeah. the Thunder. Ray Hudson played for the Strikers. Um, Ray Hudson? That guy's Ray- from the, the Ghostbusters. I think that's correct. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just think, like, if you're just, let's say, I mean, I know there's a lot of our listeners, for example, and supporters have been into soccer in this state for a long yeah, time, but right. I mean, if let's say you were one of those fans that just got into the loons with the MLS in the last three years, right. man, there's so much you can go back and look at. Yeah. It's yeah. so oh, great yeah, to do yeah. that. All right, so we're going to move on to June of 1980, June 13th of 1984. When this is an interesting one, the Strikers win a friendly against the Glasgow Rangers, five hmm. two. Oh wow! Glasgow. Really? Yeah. Wow. wow. No kidding. Glasgow. They, they killed him. Do we know if we do we play here or there? They played here. Wow. What year is that? Nineteen eighty four. It was uh, the one year the the Strikers were in the NASL hmm. before they went indoor. So Scot- Scottish people have always sucked at soccer. I guess. Ooh, <laughs> right. We're by Scottish fans of this podcast. I mean, I'm Scottish. I, yeah. I, I accept it. <laughs> I suck at soccer. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, move all the way forward now to 1998, June 13th. The Thunder win against the Raleigh Flyers 5-2. Flyers. Uh, which, by the way, the Raleigh Flyers, three years later, turned into the Raleigh Capital Express, which I thought Whoa. that would be kind of cool. Raleigh Flyers. Flyers. No. 
Tony, what year was it? This will be a quick hitter too. What year was it that we and I know I'm say we because the first time I went up and watched Minnesota professional soccer was with yes. you at up in Blaine. What year would that have been when we first went into the National Sports Center to watch? Was that '98 or '99? Because it was against it, LA because Colby Jones was playing. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was an ex- exhibition against. The LA, LA Galaxy. Galaxy. It was still the Galaxy. And I can't think of... So, but it, it was 98 or 99. That's yeah. why when you brought yeah. that up, Connor, yeah. I, I thought of that. Okay. Because, yeah, that's when uh, Kobe Jones was still around. Mm-hmm. Not even Landon Donovan was here yet. No, no. Um, no. In 1998, I thought soccer was the shittiest sport on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, believe me, I my first time up at the National Sports Center back then, I had almost... I had very little interest in the well, sport, but it but it opened my eyes. It was but it was cool to be up there watching soccer. It, it was, was cool yeah, to see somebody yeah. like Colby Jones play. Yeah, yeah even I knew at that point. I mean, in 1998, soccer for me. I mean, I played in middle school, and uh, soccer was on my radar as a sports fan. But I really didn't get into it. I think I brought it up many podcasts ago. In 1998 World Cup, I didn't even know what was going on until the final. But so that was part of the eye-opening part of it because I knew, you know. Even as a non-soccer fan, I knew, hey, LA Galaxy, that's a, that's right. a team. That's you know, yep. you got some you know players in that team, and wanted to check it out. So. See the the famous team when I was living yeah. over in the the UK, they the famous team over there was DC United. Mm-hmm. Um, they really? everyone had heard of DC United over there. Was that when <laughs> Freddie Adu was on the team? That was even before that. Really? That was when uh, Marco Echeverri and all the... Like, were they one of the inaugural teams in the MLS? Yeah, yeah okay. so they were the dynasty before the Galaxy okay. uh, became oh. their dynasty. Hold they, on, before we go to the next one, we do have dogs barking or doing something. Oh, that's a good sign. I mean, oh, it yeah. sounds like he's getting It's a new tradition of ours, yeah. isn't it? It is a new tradition of ours. And now last of June 13th, 2015, the United lose to the Fort Lauderdale Strikers 3-2. Strikers. Moving on to, our team, yeah. to June 14th, 1980. The kicks lose to the Toronto Blizzard 2-1. That makes sense. Oh, I, I like this one. 2000. Thunder win the second round U.S. Open Cup match against Mexico SC 7-0. Hmm. Which, by the way, I looked, I tried to, I, all I could to find details on Mexico SC. There are none. Hmm. Mexico SC, I mean... Well, it had to be it's U.S. It's way too vague. I mean, yeah. where, where would they be from? I, I tried San looking Diego, up their. Maybe? I tried looking up the league, and I, I couldn't find any That's details weird. in the league either. Huh. It was, it was, it was like USA SA or something like that. A bunch of scrub players, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Semi pros. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh, and then June 14, 2017, United lose in the fourth round of the U.S. Open Cup at Sporting Kansas City 4-0. Ugh. Which I remember that one. That bullshit. Yes, I remember that. Yes. Um, June 15, 2010, the Stars win first round match in the U.S. Open Cup against the KC Athletics 4-2. Hey. I can actually say that I remember that. Do you really? Wow. Yes. And you know what? That was Case. the first U.S. Open Cup game I ever went to. It was the first what? U.S. Open Cup game the United ever played in, as, as the Stars, at least. But yeah. And the athletics makes sense because Kansas City was the athletics baseball before they moved to Oakland. That's right. Yeah. I have an Oakland one later World on, baseball too. history. That's way over my head. I'm sorry. 
And then on the no, flip, it's good. <laughs> then on the flip side of that, 2016, United lose in extra time of the fourth round of the U.S. Open Cup against Sporting Kansas City 2-1. Yeah. And the game was played here in in Blaine yeah. when, uh, when Minnesota United were still at Blaine. Moving on to June 16th, 1979. The Kicks lose at the Dallas Tornado, 2-0. Uh, then 1984, the Strikers lose a shootout against the San Diego Sockers after playing to a 3-3 draw. The Sockers. Yeah. Okay. Once again, for people who don't know, it's spelled S-O-C-K-E-R-S. Great team name, marketing right. department. <laughs> 1999, uh, the Thunder win a shootout. Uh, against the Milwaukee Rampage after playing to a 1-1 draw. Oh, okay. Let's talk about that for a second. Wait, what year was that? 1999. Sterling, you're from Wisconsin. Is there a lot of rampaging in Milwaukee? Whenever there's a Packers game, they're always uh, in a hurry to get to the game. There's always rampaging in Wisconsin. Okay. If, if you, if well, you uh, attempt to steal anyone's cheese, oh, mm-hmm. there's rampage. Or maybe, maybe they were named after the video game Rampage from the 80s was that made in Milwaukee I, I couldn't tell I you that I Mel, I don't, do you know anything about this I do not okay no. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly for June 16th 2007 the Thunder draw against the Miami FC Blues 1-1 one, oh. one, one, sorry the Blues the Miami, Miami FC Blues come on is there a Blues scene in Miami it was 2007 yeah is there I a blues? had season tickets that year I don't remember that really is it might have been an away game. Why do I... I don't remember that team at all. Well, is there a blue scene in Miami, though? I can't answer that I definitively, but it, I, Maybe there are a couple jazz clubs so. down there. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think that's a good maybe name for a team. Maybe it's like Azure. Water. Okay. Miami maybe. Cruise Azul. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Moving on to June 17th, 1978. The Kicks lose a shootout against the Seattle Sounders after playing to a nil-nil draw. That's a good name. Yeah. Still around today. Still a good name. Yep. 1980, the Kicks win against the Tampa Bay Rowdies, 4-1. 1981, Kicks lose against the Vancouver Whitecaps, 2-0. And another new one here, 2000. Thunder win against the Cincinnati Riverhawks, 4-0. Riverhawks? Well, they're on the river. They're probably hawks down there, so that works. Uh, 2010, the Stars win at the Portland Timbers, 1-0. 2012, the Stars lose at the Tampa Bay versus the Tampa Bay Rallies here, Rowdies here in uh, uh, Bland, 2-1. And then lastly, 2017, United lose at Rail Salt Lake, 1-0. Oh, yeah. um, I remember that game; that was awful. Speaking of our group all right, and MLS yeah, 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 good I lord. Yeah. Uh, oh, this like is a. a f- this is a fun day here. Uh, June 18th, 1976. The Kicks inaugural season. They win at the Washington Diplomats 3 0. Oh, well, that works. Yeah. Diplomats works. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 2011. The Stars draw against FC Edmonton 1 1. Okay. 2014. United lose in the fourth round of the U.S. Open Cup at Sporting Kansas City 2 oh, 0. How many more are we going to have Sporting Kansas City beating our ass? There's a bunch. Jeez. Before 2019, Good I'm pretty Lord. sure they owned us in the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, 2018, United lose in the round of 16 uh, of U.S. Open Cup at the Houston Dynamo, 1-0. Oh. 
which is did we play which, the, did we play there though? I think we probably we played, played there, there exactly yeah. a year after in 2019 when they won three two uh, at the Houston Dynamo. We yep. suck playing Houston. It, it's mm. Houston. no one wants to play there. No one wants to visit there. It's, the weather's terrible. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> and then you see how full the, the Dynamo Stadium is. Exactly. So, right. As I saw on Twitter today, I think it was actually yesterday, but I saw it today. Somebody was commenting about a a tweet about the Dylan Wolpers Cup. Yeah, I saw that. They said, yeah, they said hey, Houston's practicing social distance before it was necessary. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe it was Dylan Wolpers' birthday that I saw. It was either yeah. the anniversary well, that, of the game or his birthday. It was one of the two yeah. things that I saw. Well, recently. no, both, isn't it? Because it was his birthday. Oh, on oh the that's day. right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's true. And yeah. nobody ever. Again, we, we talked about Houston before. No. Nobody goes to those damn games. No, I, right. but I will say just to. About Houston, um, I've been there several times. I had a friend that lived there for quite a while, and uh, it's the the problem with Houston. Yes, it's the weather is terrible. It's hot. It's humid, and you're a bit landlocked when you're in Houston. I mean, yeah. you can drive an hour to the coast, but you're landlocked when you're in Houston. And the city is so big and so spread out that it gets a bit difficult to navigate. And then there's certain areas that are nice in Houston, but man, it's. Sam Houston is rolling his grave right now. Let me tell you that. Much. So I'm, what I guess I meant to say is not all Houston is bad. It's yeah. I'm not writing <laughs> well, we're it off. Not saying Houston's bad. Yeah. It's no. just they don't like soccer. Yeah. yeah. Even though they offer them their own team, they moved from San Jose to be there. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, June 19, 1976, the Kicks lose at the Boston Minutemen 5-2. Okay. That's fitting. That's fitting. I, I actually like that. It's very. That's a, that's a good game. I like that too. Redcoats would be a bad name. Oh, that'd be terrible. Oh, that would be horrible. Uh, 1977, the Kicks lose versus the LA Aztecs, 3-2. I, I think I've asked this before, but are there Aztecs in LA? I don't. I mean, uh, maybe Descendants. Maybe. Descendants, but again, it's Aztecs, LA, come on. Yeah. Uh, then here's, here's a new one that I have never said before. The 1978... June nineteenth, the, the kicks lose at the Oakland Stompers, one nil. That new team, Stompers. I feel like that's generic, but not generic. I, I've I, never heard the name Stompers, but it's still again like, uh, marketing wise. Uh, come on, come up with something wonder, better than that. Yeah, huh, I wonder what they were thinking of. Usually, you can kind of connect it, right? Yeah, but it's I know like, for a while the San San Jose earthquakes did turn into the Golden Bay earthquakes. Um, for a while, but huh. Oklahoma oh. drillers drill for oil. Edmonton are actually the drillers. Edmon- yeah. Edmonton, yeah. Edmonton, Edmonton were the drillers. Why? Yeah. They have oil. They do. Yeah, up in that area. Yeah. Well, it's not known yeah. for oil. What's that? It's not known for oil. Why oh. are they called the Edmonton yes, Oilers though? That period, yeah, no. that that area up in oh, between. I suppose. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Damn it. Huh. Um, uh, then moving on to 1999, the Thunder win against the Indiana Blast, two nothing. And then 2010, the Stars lose against the Portland Timbers, two 0 Now today, it's today, everybody, which is uh, the 20th of June, 1979, the Kicks win against the New York Cosmos, three two. We've never lost on this day, by the way. Uh, the Kicks win. In 1981, against the Atlanta Chiefs, 3-2. And then, and then lastly, 1998, the Thunder win against the Cincinnati Riverhawks, 
Wait, did they just have three two three games in a row? Yes. Wow. Yeah. And, and they won't. This lose. is a pretty interesting day. Yeah. yeah. And they won't lose today in 2020. That's no, true. Yeah. yeah. We're still victorious on June 20th. Yes. It works. The streak continues. And ladies and gentlemen, there's your uh, there's your history for the day. There we go, buddy. All right. So let's get on some fun stuff, guys, because I have two stories for you. One has to deal with uh, some new things in New York about their uh, with COVID and uh, relationships. The other one has to deal with uh, soap operas. Ooh. Hmm. So you guys want to go with soap operas or New York first? I'll leave it up to you guys. I feel like maybe we should go with the soap opera first. Okay. Yeah, and, we'll do uh, soap operas. And with a bang. Yeah. Now, side note, Dave and I used to watch Days of Our Lives religiously religiously back in college every day and it's not something we started was it freshman year that we started yeah, that in yeah, college and, yeah. and it's not going let me just preface this by saying going into that year if you would have told me that I would watch a soap opera I would have said you're yeah. no way you're crazy. Yeah. absolutely not but guess what when you have class when you're living in a dorm you have you're living on campus you have classes in the morning classes in the afternoon and you have nothing but free time in the middle of the day with yeah. no money uh, what do you do? You go back to your dorm room and turn on the TV? Days of Our Lives. So, Days of Our Lives was my mom's favorite yeah. soap opera. It was my favorite okay. soap opera, too. That was good too. for a while. I've watched a lot of it. Yeah. Not because I wanted to. <laughs> just because it was on. Yeah. So, I was a big. Uh, I was a big Stefano fan back in the day. I, I kind of got lost when uh, Marlena got... Um, uh, the, the devil. Uh, yeah. What's the uh, Well, uh, whatever happened to her. I yeah, don't remember something this. about the demon. Yeah, well, this is. Oh, possessed or. Possessed, yeah, possessed. Yeah, possessed. I don't remember what it was about, but. Did she I just was, think she was possessed? No, or? she really was. What? Like, her eyes were changed. I remember. What, what was the one that was after Days of Our Lives that we That was a Sunset Beach. Oh, yes. And was that T Baster? <laughs> That one's an event. That was T Baster. Yes. That was T Baster. Yes. That, I couldn't. That, that was T Baster. Okay, we lost Sterling. Sterling's <laughs> gone. So, fortunately, fortunately, most of our listeners probably won't know what we're talking about. That was T Baster. Yeah. That was the whole premise. Was she? What was? What was the deal? Her rival was going to impregnate her. Her. Her rival. <laughs> you with can't make this something up. from you another really guy. Can't. With a turkey baster, and she was saying the new dad's name is going to be T Baster. That was that was the whole thing. Yeah, like I said, you can't so make T Baster was a big thing oh, for us. Man. Yes, yes. T Baster. Um, right. Yeah. If you, if you would have asked me if we were going to talk about soaps today, then I would have said no well, way. You, huh? oh I mean, we just needed to preference, preference it with the fact that we are qualified to talk yeah, about soaps. I, I did not hang out with them in college. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, now since we went to went to lacrosse to see you once, and there was a what do you call it, the parties where they wear the white shirts, the white shirt t-shirt parties, yeah, graffiti, graffiti parties, party, yeah. and I had some girl right on my shirt that Stefano rules on there from Days of Our Lives because she likes that one too. Because well, Tony, you must have just talked her ear off about how much I'm you sure love Days of Our Lives. I'm sure I did. <laughs> Stefano was a cool guy. Wow. But no, Days of Our Lives is not the soap opera. It's the bold and the beautiful guys. Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. And uh, the headline is, the bold and beautiful are going to employ blow-up dolls for love scenes. Okay, first it's sex dolls in Korea, now it's blow-up dolls and soaps. Okay. Now, the head writer for uh, CBS Soap Opera, the bold and the beautiful, said the show will be using 
blow up dolls as a stand-in for love scenes amid the COVID pandemic. Because as we know, you know these uh, these uh, shows have had to go offline for a while. Right. Now they're coming back. And if you watch soap opera, there's a lot of loving going on. There's there is, this guy yeah. and this girl, and then there's you know there's a lot of things happening. So they have that's part of the deal. Uh, there's shows resuming filming this month that are shutting down amid the coronavirus. Uh, Bradley Bell, the head, the soap's head writer and producer, said measures are being taken to keep the cast and crew safe. When reviewing the scripts, we started taking out all the romantic scenes, and the scripts just fell flat. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> we put our heads together, trying to figure out a way to make these scenes work without breaking the eight-foot distancing rule. We brought out a doll we used years ago as a corpse. So I used this doll as a corpse, now it's a, it's a love doll. We posed it. was creepy on a whole new level. It was very convincing. It's a great doll, and we're using it, her, with hair and makeup as a stand-in to match some of our leading ladies. He said the show currently has only one blow-up doll, but producers might look into obtaining more artificial actors if the shots turn out well. Well, I will say this. I mean, when you think of blow-up doll, I mean, you think, I don't know. You don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know think it's a blow-up doll. I think it's more of a mannequin type I, of thing. What I, yeah, what I, yeah, mannequin is Dave, where I was once going. once again because, playing devil's advocate. Yes, because here. you look at, no, I'm going back to South, I'm, I'm going back to South, I'm going back to South Korean soccer. Now, if you, if you were watching a broadcast of those South Korean soccer games where they had the sex dolls in the stands, yeah. they, you might, you might have thought they were real people. Yeah. From a distance. I mean, they look very realistic, yeah. so that's all I'm At a glimpse, maybe. And yeah. This is TV now, so they can do some editing. Uh, he says, we're going to see how it works. We may be investing in more dolls, more dolls and male dolls as well. We're searching websites and combing Hollywood to see what's available. So, <laughs> now, I just wonder if they would have even had that idea without the, the South Korean you know, football incident. So we may be playing a lot of dolls in the future love scenes. Bell. Okay, I love how they use the word employing here. Yeah. Right. Employing a lot of dolls have, here. So now he also said the Russian team is also looking into other measures, including using the real-life spouses of the actors as stand-ins for kissing and other intimate scenes. So people will live with them and wherever. So now they can get paid to make out with yeah. their spouse. Right. They'll be tested for COVID and we'll make sure it's safe and the husband and wife are comfortable kissing. And so we may have some very hot kissing, kissing on the show. With camera tricks and editing, it'll appear as though it's a leading man with his leading lady. Well, so yes. they're what? they're going to the next and, level okay, because so then you don't you, you don't have to have contact with somebody outside your household. And yeah, that's exactly. Important, right. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. So love dolls and people within their whole you know. So system. why don't they just move this to Florida where they can just interact normally? I don't know because it's L.A. Babe. It's L.A. But no. So how old is Bold and Beautiful? How old? Oh is shit, now? that's been on for like. 40, 50 years? Oh, yeah. 50 years, maybe? It's one of the oldest, I think. Yeah. So, I mean... It mean, makes sense. There's no way they're going to have a soap opera without sex. No. No. Can't and have. this might be a new thing now. I mean, even after COVID, they might be like, well, the leading lady doesn't want to be in a sex scene? Well, they blame the bullet doll. Again, the improvements, you know, you know, our lives can get better coming <laughs> the out of this. There's happening. no doubt about it. I mean, All around the world. We, we've, we've touched on working from home and all that stuff. Well, there you go. I feel like we need to bring in the company that provided the sex dolls in Korea. And, yes. And, and get them working with Bold and Beautiful. Have you... Uh, Bring up a topic here. Have you guys seen the movie that uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker made, the guys who made South Park, called Orgasmo? I know. Have you guys seen Orgasmo? You've seen Orgasmo? Okay. 
So the guy, the main character in this, he's a Mormon, yep. and they get him into porn somehow, but he doesn't want to have sex. So every time a sex scene comes up, they call him a stunt cock. <laughs> that's what they do. Say like stunt cock. What's and, even the point? Well, like, that's the that's the point. He's a good actor, but he doesn't oh, want to do the sure. sex part. So of it. So call him okay. a that, that's kind of, right. That's kind of like the episode of Friends where Joey is the butt double. The butt double. Yeah. yeah. But because who was that? That Pacino. Al Pacino. Yeah. Didn't yeah. want to do this shower yeah. scene. Yeah. yeah. But the funniest thing of the whole movie is so at some point down the road they call him a stunt cock, and of course it's Matt Stone. I think it's Matt Stone who's the main guy. He's a white guy. Call him stunt cock, and it's a black guy. And the director goes, do you see a problem with this? We can't have Kim come in. Right. He's like, I can't. I don't have a problem with that. You know? So they call him this, you know? So maybe that's what we're going to go. We're going to call him stunt uh, relationship people to come in and do these scenes on the uh, thing. So it all comes back to Dr. Fauci and the risk. Exactly. Yeah. Determine what your risk level is. That's a good segue for my next story. Yes. About, I've been I've been saving up for this one. NYC. <laughs> be good. Now, if you listen to our last podcast, we talked about this a little bit about the things we need to do with COVID, with the dating and the all the things that go along with dating. Right. Yeah. So I'm looking at your sheet right now. It does look like a bunch of rules and regulations it, here. Yeah. So I mean, New York New York City came out with the whole guidelines called Safer Sex and COVID-19. And you can okay. check this out nyc.gov. This yeah. is not something. This is not something I made up. You know, I've highlighted some things that are preferable. I, I did not go through the whole thing. There are some things in here that I'm not going to talk about. Um, well, let's just say it pushes our pushes the envelope way yeah. above. Yeah, the, it's not. Yeah. Um, so, of course, can you have sex? Yes, you can, but here are some tips how to do it. Uh, have sex only with people you, close to you. And it says... Only people close to you. Okay. And here's the close person. It says, yeah. you, you... Hi, underline, you are the safest sex partner. You. <laughs> you are. You are. Oh, man. I don't believe that's Wait, sex. me? You, yes, you no, did. You are the safest. <laughs> I know what you're saying. That's what it says. The next safest sex partner is someone you live with. Okay? Just not somebody elder. Really? And well, hopefully we'll not get into related. that. We'll get into that. Okay. Hopefully not related. Yeah. 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 Related. yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I, I didn't want to go there, but yes, that's, that's what I was getting at. I've got no problem. Yeah. You should limit close contact, including sex, with anyone outside your household. If you do have sex with others outside your household, have as few partners as possible and pick partners you trust. Talk about COVID risk factors, just as you would discuss other safety protocols before COVID. Ask them about COVID-19 before you hook up. So not only are you talking about, uh, you know, do you have uh, gonorrhea? Do you have syphilis? Well, do you have COVID-19? All right. These things you have to talk yeah. about now. You know? Okay. Good, it's good stuff in here. I, I mean, I suppose. I wonder if COVID nineteen is sexually transmittable. Well, they yeah they yeah. There's it. no evidence. Well, no, it's, um, they, there is definitely no evidence that it is. I mean, the next I one. Mean, is, why don't they just say don't kiss? Well, we'll get to that. Oh, because okay. that's. I mean, of the a fact, if you're talking generally speaking, corona like the coronavirus, not COVID nineteen, but coronaviruses in general are not transmittable through sex. Yeah. Well. New York City says otherwise. Or I should say, do not easily. Wait, NYZ do not, suggests do not easily. Do not easily. No, that's see, because it's it's weird. You, yes, you can get it from having sex with somebody, but not 
Dave is the COVID sex yes. expert. Well, I'm just saying. You're right. <laughs> I mean, sex he is our Dr. Fauci. Right. Clearly, New York City I mean, listened to what I had to say last week, and I'm just saying there's smart ways I've, you can go. I feel like he's. Well, we're going to talk about the smart ways. I, I feel like he's okay. filling the void of Dr. Drew. Uh, yeah. It's all those yeah. loopholes yeah. that are getting filled. So, Love line. here's one of the best lines of this whole thing If two is, a comp- is company, then three or more is definitely a crowd. Close contact with multiple people should be avoided. But if you decide not to, if you decide to find a crowd, blow our tips to reduce your risk of spreading or getting COVID nineteen. Limit. Wait, so let's clarify this. Yes. This is the state of New York. Yes. Telling people how to safely have an orgy. No, this is just New York City. Oh, it's sorry. just New York City. The city of New York yes. telling yeah. people how to safely have an They're orgy. They're saying don't, but if you have to, if you really, really, we're have not to. telling you not to. We are telling you not to, but if you have to. And these are the tips right. for preventing it, okay? Limit the size of your guest list. Keep it intimate. So if you're going to have an orgy, make sure it's people you know. Eh, under a dozen. Yeah. How that's, do you define boring, intimate though. in that, so uh, in that there? Well, that says go with a constant sex partner. So if you're having orgies already. That's like the exact opposite yeah. point of an orgy. And then it says pick larger, more open, and well-ventilated spaces. Outdoors. Well, yes. Really nice. Central Park, I Central see, Park is Park nice Park. in June. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Here we go. Wear a face covering. Avoid kissing and do not touch your eyes, nose, or mouth with unwashed hands. So we can go back to the panic porn. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Basically, a creates more, a whole new level of yeah. morbid version of saying at your own risk. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Yeah. Uh, if you usually meet your sex partners online or make a living by having sex, this is for more of the uh, people who are sex you know, workers. Yes. Consider taking a break from in-person dates. Video dates, sexting, subscription-based fan platforms, sexy Zoom parties, or chat rooms may be options for you. How many uh, sexy Zoom parties have you had uh, in the <laughs> quarantine? I don't know. I don't think our last uh, podcast was very sexy. No, no. no. That doesn't qualify. No, no, no. not a no, not sexy. Um, yeah. No. So if you're into that, you know, if you make a living from that, do webcam, webcam. If you decide to have sex outside of your circle of contacts or a hookup, here's some things. It's pretty much the same thing: monitor symptoms, whatever. And here's the best one: take precautions in interacting with people at risk for severe COVID, such as people over the age of 65. <laughs> so, discrimination. I mean, they're saying so, they're they're saying okay, you're a sex worker. Yeah. Potentially, because yeah. that was part of previous. Yeah. But don't have sex with anyone over 65. So, if you have a paying customer, yeah. consensual paying customer, but he's 66, you got to kick him to the curb. I think there has to be some ID checks at the, at the door. Yeah. I mean, are we talking, we're going to start seeing fake IDs? Before you hand to me make an, them younger? Before you hand your envelope of money, you need to see an ID first. I think that's going to happen. I mean, are they going to get those ID readers to make sure they're potentially? Legit, right? <laughs> but be careful, anybody over sixty-five. Don't, don't. You just wonder. I mean, I remember last podcast we talked about uh, Boris Johnson and his 
rules about hookers oh, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I wonder yeah, if they yeah. have the same kind of rules and regulations for London. Oh, I, maybe. I probably the same. Uh, I mean, this kind of seems like a London type of deal. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, not it's as, New York. It's not as like strict as London, but yeah. a little bit like that. Well, well is it just me and the music went way down here as we're having oh, this conversation? Yes, they yeah, want, because they want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. So. Um, then the next part is uh, take care during your yeah, sex. This is good. This kissing is can easily pass yeah, the virus. You don't take care. <laughs> Avoid all. kissing anyone who is not part of your small circle of close contacts. So don't kiss anybody. And it says, wear a face covering or mask. Maybe it's your thing. Maybe it's not. Ooh, you skipped one there, Tony, in their device. We're not talking about that. <laughs> I was going to say, you can go read it. We're maybe. not talking about that. One. You can read it yourself. You go to the NYC thing. You read it yourself. I'm not talking about that. That's that one right there. Yeah. Oh good. yeah. Okay. So yeah, they're, turn, they're definitely totally recommend. trying to turn it into. Yeah. A game. You should. What's, during, what's the link to this? You should do that when you're done with this here. I guess well, it's good to know now. It's a yeah. little late that yeah. they give you that information. But it says maybe it's your thing, maybe it's not your thing. But during COVID, <laughs> wearing a face covering that covers your nose and mouth is a good way to add a layer of protection yeah. during sex. Kind of like a condom. Heavy breathing and panting can spread the virus further. Oh, and if yeah. you or your partner have COVID and don't know it, a mask can help stop that spread. And then we bring up the, what we talked about, what Dave was talking about last time. Make it a little kinky. Be creative with sexual positions and physical barriers like walls that allow sexual contact while preventing close face-to-face contact. They're bringing back the glory holes. Pretty much is what they're doing. Yeah. 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 Or that suit that we were talking about what, yeah. like one or two podcasts yes. ago. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So that is, uh, that is NYC's. I didn't say all of it. You can go online and look at it, the NYC's uh, contact thing. But... I had to bring it up because I we brought it up last time a little they, bit. They clearly listen to the podcast and then they clearly um, do. Yeah. Yeah. Put up their own regulations. Yeah, they put it on. Um, Dave, you made it into New York, man. You did. I mean, we could literally have made a whole episode about. We could have. Yeah. yeah. I do love the fact about the walls and other positions because that's what yeah. we talked about last time. <laughs> I'm more. I'm more interested in what you left out there. I want. I really want to. I see. Look it up yourself. I'm not bringing it up. <laughs> There's things I'll say on this podcast and things I won't say, and that's one of those things I won't say on this podcast. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm not going to say it either. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, our podcast goes from explicit to somewhere beyond with that. Yeah. Well, you not were quite over X-rated, but yeah. we're not yeah. Howard Stern. Yeah. Here, okay? yeah. We're not going to get into that <laughs> stuff. Um, All right. So let's get out of here, guys. Anything else you guys want to bring up? Any crazy things happening? Um. I do want to say that uh, I talked about some podcasts last time that my grandparents uh, did pass away, and we had the moral service last Friday. It was very weird. Uh, yeah. In the COVID age, uh, having a service, um, funerals, especially in a small town like where I'm from, you have a funeral in the small little church, and a lot of the older people who knew them would come out and be like, hey, you know, whatever. Nothing like that. It was out at the cemetery. I circled my family. Um, there was no older friends or whatever out there talking to you about what your grandparents used to do or how they met them. Um, it was very surreal. Sure. Um, so anybody who's had anybody uh, die during this time and has to go through that is, it's, it's a crazy experience. A big circle of your family, having a little service, and that's that. You know? So um, anything else you guys want to bring up? We all good? Yeah. I think so. I yeah, think we so. Are. All right. 
I want to say thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. I also want to say thanks to Alloy Brewing Company for having us out. Yeah. For this whole thing. I know they are going to... First time through. in three months. Yeah. yeah it's, again, Good we to are... Be back. Uh, it's great yeah. to be back, guys. And Alloy's been great. Uh, too bad we couldn't hit Dave, the beer tender, up this time. I know he's closing yeah. tonight. Um, but it'd be nice to have him on the podcast again sometime. Um, you can find us on, what, bgn.fm... Uh, Minnesota, podcast, Minnesota Podcast Network. Minnesota yep. Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, Spreaker, anywhere you can find a yeah, podcast. Whatever Google's one is called, I can never remember what it's called. Yeah, you can it's find us there. pretty much anywhere. Just look up Lunacy Podcast and you'll find us. Uh, for myself, Tony, for Dave, David, and Connor, we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. All right, see ya. Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive-up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive-up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.